0: We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.
1: Well, Well, welcome to church, especially if you are new, but... um... It's great to have you here this morning. Uh, we, we've been doing through the month of March. Um, we've been preaching through different movies, different types of movies, and this morning I'm actually preaching through a movie that um, is, is 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 not really in line with the movies that I really watch. You know, because I'm, I'm I'm I like the 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 epic movies like Braveheart, right? Nineteen ninety five Braveheart. I don't, you know, some of you have never even seen that movie. What, we, where were you? You weren't born. That's where you were. Um, have you ever looking at, you know, um, and so this morning what we're going to do is the trilogy of the Lord of the Rings. Not really. No. It's like, no, it's like, who wants to sit down for 12 hours watching three movies? Anyway, yeah. some of some of you. All right, okay, church is over, see you later. Um, now, this morning, we're going to be using a different movie, and uh, I'll talk about it um, in, in a minute. But I, I just wanted to take a moment uh, before we get into the message this morning, uh, just to share just some, just my personal thoughts. And, and this is not a political arena or anything like that. I'm not trying to force anything on us as a church. But, um, you know, over the recent weeks, there's um, been a, a, a tragic Tragic time in New Zealand last Sunday was, was like our stunned response, I guess, uh, where we declared our national anthem and uh, the, the the terrible things that happened in Christchurch against a community of people, and you know, and I love how our nation has responded um, that we love. I love the community going through a hard, like difficult time. And, and I love that to bits, you know, and I'll preach a little bit about it uh, later on in my final point. But, you know, I, I think it's really important because I've had a number of conversations with people. And I just want to, I've personally this, this week really grappled. I've I felt agitated. I haven't known why, and I've really tried to seek the Lord on this. and, and so, hear me. I'm I'm just I'm not trying to force anything upon, but I just want to hopefully with a couple of words help people this morning. I don't know if you've been feeling agitated or not, or whatever. But you know, um, tragic events, and I totally believe we should be reaching out to anyone who goes through anything. Amen. We should be the love of God uh, reaching to every single, and I feel uh, wholeheartedly. I cried this, for, for, for those people. Uh, I wept for them. I, no one should have to go through that. But I think, though, I need to just share my thoughts because as a nation, we've responded well. We, we're loving a group of commu- a community of people. But I think also, though, we've got to be a little bit careful and just make sure we know where we are located. Christ is the cornerstone of our faith. Amen. And so, and I've been searching and I've grappled a little bit. And and even I've had a, you know, first time I've had a little bit of rebuttal on Facebook. It's quite exciting. Um, (laughs) You know, because I I just posted something up as like, no, I'm not going to pray to Allah on Facebook because anyway, I'm not trying to turn this around. But I, I think what's important is if you are, I don't know how you're feeling, if you're feeling like me or I just think you know we need to know where we locate ourselves. We locate ourselves in the cornerstone of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour. And the enemy is always gonna amplify things, right? He's gonna always use it for, for his advantage, all those, all those sort of things. And so um, my heart towards us as a church as I just pray, you know where you locate yourself in your faith in who Jesus Christ is as your Lord and Savior. John chapter fourteen, verse six, is this. Uh, he says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father, the Heavenly Father, except through me, it's except through faith in Jesus Christ. And so, I, as a, and I mean, I felt the pressure this week. Uh, just spiritual pressure because I've been praying. I've been grappling with things. I don't know if I've responded correctly or not, but sometimes I think you've got to nail your colors to the mast. I don't know. I'm not saying we need to create a revolution or anything, but I'm just saying, you know, this, is, this, this will help you, I believe, get through just some of maybe some of the agitation that you might be feeling. Uh, and So I'm just saying, locate yourself in who you are and who, what you know in Jesus Christ. Amen. Is that okay? I pray I haven't offended anyone. Uh, My heart is that we we just know who the Lord is this morning, yeah? Amen. Amen. Well, this morning, um, as I said, I don't normally watch these type of movies, but because you have three kids, you start watching these type of movies. And and so this morning, um, I'm, I'm talking through a movie that's been made twice. Once in 1995, I think. And one just like last year. And so the first one was made with a great actor called Robin Williams. And uh, and this one was made with a different type. It wasn't just one person. It was about four people. And so uh, who's figured out what the movie is by now? Jumanji. Jumanji. Great adventure movie. Uh, you know... Who, like all those Alice in Wonderland's and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, who wishes that you could just get whisked away into a, in another world that has a, a river of chocolate, as some of you do? Uh, anyway, but this morning I want to just share some thoughts through, through, through Jumanji. And, and the little background is, is that there's a group of, um, of four students that get detention. Anyone had detention before? Right, <laughs> <laughs> lots of us. Lots of us. Um, and so they, they get detention. The they, they go into the storage room, and their, their job is to take the, the, uh, the, uh, um, the staples out of these bounded, a um, whole lot of bits and, past- bits and pieces of paper. And Anyway, wait, just tedious job. But while they're there and while they're looking through the storeroom, they come across this game console. And uh, they plug it in and and they they do the instructions and all that sort of stuff. And so this is where we're gonna pick up the movie this morning. It's just uh, this first clip of when these four guys, or uh, two guys, two girls, are on detention. And so if you relate with it, that's great.
0: We are turning this into a new computer center. But before we do, it has to be cleaned out. All of these old magazines are bound for the recycling plant but they have to be properly prepped before they go. It seems all the staples must be removed. Whatever you don't finish today, you finish tomorrow.
2: Tomorrow's Saturday. Because I wouldn't yeah, play football? Yeah, I don't football. think that's gonna work. That's
3: fair.
0: So I suggest you get started. Choose
3: your weapons.
2: Hey, what the hell they need with a bowling ball? Ugh seriously no reception okay can today get any worse are you gonna help are you too pretty i'm too pretty hey i was watching you with coach webb today i mean i wasn't watching you i wasn't not like in a weird way i just i was in the room i mean we're in the same class um but i just i thought you were saying some really smart things about why pe sucks and um about other subjects. Thanks. Yeah. Yo, what's this? I don't know. What, is it like some type of old school Nintendo or something? I don't think so. I don't recognize it. For those who seek to find a way to leave their world behind. Jumanji. Staples, people. Staples. Jumanji? What, what does that mean? I have no idea. I've never heard of it. <laughs> uh, Which one do I pick? I don't know. I don't think it matters that much. Jefferson Seaplane McDonough. Pilot and Rascal. It's not working. Okay, try another one. Franklin Moose Finbar. Hmm, he sounds like a badass. And he's a zoology expert, which is awesome. You pick. Okay. Doctor Smolder Bravestone. Oh, Bethany, you in?
1: Fine. I'll be Shelley Oberon, the curvy genius.
2: Hey, yo, Staples, come on, it's your turn.
1: Uh, no, no
2: thanks. Wait, just for a few minutes? It'll be fun. She's not big on
1: fun. Okay, fine.
2: (sighs) This might be the lamest thing I've ever done. I highly doubt that.
0: Jumanji!
1: My disclaimer is that we got these clips from um, Pastor Peter Prothero up in London. So if he allowed it, just talk to him about it. Anyway, anyway, I think with, with this clip uh, and, and the point that I really want to bring across this morning is, is life is about an adventure. Uh, you know, we have been born into this world and the adventure starts, you know, even from a young age, we, 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 we learn things about adventure. Who remembers the book? That book, we're going on a bear hunt. All right? he, who's got it etched into their brain? You can't go over it. You can't go under it. You can't go around it. You got to go through <laughs> it. There's so many people living in an adventure of life. Um, but, you know, we, we, we bring, we've been born into this world and life is about an adventure. And in fact, statistics say that 70% of people are searching for an adventure, searching for an adventure in life. Um, you know, and in fact, there's a new statistic about adventures that's called the travel adventure. We're, we're, and, and they, there's uh that people want to go on an adventure, so they choose destinations and travel to that location to learn more about the country or more about the culture and and so there's there's this desire to go on an adventure. In this clip here, we see that they they were in the detention, and then there's this there's this game console that they plug in. And talks about uh, Jumanji. And I want to read the quote. It says, A game for those who seek to find a way to leave the world behind. You know, and I think sometimes in life we, we live this life of, of just like, Oh, is this how it is? Or, or are we going to choose to go on an adventure? See, I think the greatest adventure that we can actually go on is the adventure of finding God. Is finding out who Jesus is as our Lord and Savior. See, that's the greatest adventure we could go on because it's something that's been put into your heart, put into your spirit, whether you know this or not, there's something that that supernaturally wants to connect with our Heavenly Father. And so like like this clip here, there was they, they just they were this there, they were just on an adventure. And they they got sucked into this game console. here's the thing is um, God's not trying to suck you in, but he is going to respond to you. See a scripture that I want to just share with you this morning is is out in Luke chapter 11 verse nine, and it says this, "And so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find keep on knocking, and the door will open." To you, uh, I want to ask you a question this morning. Are you are you going on an adventure to, to discover God more and more in your life, or are we just happy how it is? This is what it is. We're just in detention. This is my lot for the, myself. This is this is I just got to just got to de I was going to say denail, but it's destaple, destaple things for my life. You know, but but here's the thing: is God God wants to respond to you this morning. But is, is there a seeking to Him? Is there a, is there a chasing after Him? Is there, is there a knocking? Because those who knock, the door will be answered. And I think one of the things that we can go through in our life is to lose adventure. Get stuck in what they call the rat race. I don't want to, as a Christian, I don't want to get stuck in the, in the rat race. I want to you know, chase down God as much as I can. I want to find Him more and more. Because the, the, I want to share one more scripture with you before we move on. In Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 to 24 says this This is what the Lord says Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom, or the powerful boast in their power, or the rich boast in their riches. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone that they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love. And who brings justice and righteousness to the earth, and that I delight in these things, I the Lord, has spoken. That's that's the God that I want to continue to chase after. The the God that is 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 the God of unfailing love. The adventure to keep chasing God down about His unfailing love. In Ephesians, it talks about how we'll never truly understand the love of God. Now, I, I sort of I like and I dislike that because it feels like I can't attain it. But every time you have a revelation of God's love, that's amazing, isn't it? When God speaks to you individually about His grace and His forgiveness, but then the Scriptures for me is just saying that there's more. That again, I can find God in 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 every day, in every circumstance, in every situation. And so just as we, we've got to keep moving, I want to say, are you, are you going on an adventure of life? Is life an adventure or are we living just in the rat race? Are we prepared to let God, are we prepared to receive God in our world? Amen. Awesome. The next clip that I just want to um, give you, well, well basically is pretty much following on from how they get sucked into the movie and they take on uh, their different characters. And so let's roll and go from
3: there. Guys, guys, how do I sound like this? It's my hair. Is she how are you guys huh okay what the hell oh, he- oh! God! oh my god I me. am totally suing her what's wrong with my voice get off of me where am oh, I go
0: get me. oh oh what the hell what happened to the rest of me what's this what is this on my back What is this?
3: Oh, my God. Fridge? Yeah, I'm Fridge. Who are you? I'm Spencer. What? The hell you are? What is going on? Huh? I think we're in the game. So, excuse me? What are you talking about? Somehow, I don't know how, I think we we got, like, sucked into the game. And we've become the avatars that we chose. So it's me, Spencer. But yet I look and sound like Dr. Smolder Bravestone. You're telling me that you're Spencer! Yes, 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 that's it. Fridge, I'm Spencer. Which, which means you're Moose Thinbar. It says it right there on your vest. And... Martha? Yeah? You're Ruby Roundhouse. And Bethany, you're Professor Shelly Oberon. Only Shelly must be short for Sheldon. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, he's right. And you... You're Spencer? You? Yes, guys, I'm telling you. I am Spencer. I'm (laughs) (laughs) Spencer... Yep, that's Spencer. Whoa, whoa. So that means I... I'm...
2: I'm an overweight, middle-aged man.
0: Ah, I have a tattoo. My mom always says she'd kill me if I ever got a tattoo.
3: I have one, too. Sometimes. Wait a second. Where's my phone? Why am I wearing this outfit in a jungle? Tiny little shorts and a leather halter top. I mean, what is this? I look like a living garden gnome. Where is my phone? Who We are in different people's bodies. It doesn't seem like the most pressing concern at this moment.
2: Oh, really? You don't think this would be a good moment to make a phone call or text somebody or change your status to stuck in a freaking video game? All I'm
3: saying is I don't have my Claritin, okay? And I'm allergic to almost everything. Oh, no.
2: You got allergies, Spencer? Huh?
3: I don't have a top two feet of my body. You guys, this can't actually be happening. Maybe we're all in a coma together we're all in a coma together it's the only explanation that old game machine must have electrocuted all of us
0: oh my god you better get in there and go save her i'm not getting in there you get in there going anywhere i got a backpack on you don't get in water with a backpack. Everybody knows
3: that.
0: Ow! What the... Oh, what just
3: the... Are you okay?
2: That was so intense. I, like, can't even with this place. What just happened to you? I got eaten by a rhino, and then I fell like a thousand feet from the sky.
3: Yeah, that's what it looked like.
2: That was a hippo. They're omnivorous. They're as fast as a horse over short distances, and they have the bite force of 8,100 newtons. How
1: do I know this? You're an expert in zoology. What? I'm still an old fat guy, right? I'm afraid so. Awesome. So <laughs> so which one did you turn into? I think I... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> quiet, quiet. I'm sure it was... Uh, Dr. Smolder Bravestone. <laughs> anyway, here's the thing in and, and this clip is really about um, when we, uh, the transformation. The transformation, you know, the first clip was all about, you know, going on an adventure of life. But, and then when you go on an adventure of life and, and you find God in, in, in life and how He speaks to you and, you know, the love of God, there's something that He wants to transform in you. Right, and like just in this clip here, they they got sucked into the game, and they got transformed into these different characters. Now, you can, you know, I'm not sure who, who who you know who is that person. People are probably thinking, "Oh, that person is that person." You know, who's the Shelley Doctor Sheldon Oberoi or whatever? You know, the person who's always on their phone. Always doing their Facebook status update, who's that? You know, there's the there's that person who's the strong muscly guy, who's that, you know, who's the, you know, anyway, but you get transformed. In this clip, it's about being transformed. And in life, when we meet God and when God does something in our in our heart and our spirit, there's this transformation that takes place in our heart. But then 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 what happens is that God transforms us slowly as well. So when it comes to uh, Christianity and, and uh, knowing the stages that we go through is, is that we've been, sanct- we, we've been um, justified. When we, exceed- when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that He died on the cross, rose again, and, he, and, and we accept the adventure that we have with God through that faith, as we've been justified, we've been, uh, that our sin has been wiped away from the past, the present, and the future. But then we get then what we go is we go through a stage where we're living on this planet because who knows we still do dumb stuff. Everyone, we all mess up still. But that's because God's transforming us. We're becoming more and more Christ-like, hopefully, amen. And so, so when we're transformed, so I want to encourage us this morning to are we going to let God transform us? We don't need to be transformed into any of those four characters, but there is a transformation that God wants to do in yours and my life. And so the scripture that I just want to share, if you guys can put it up on the screen, that'll be helpful, is think Corinthians. Uh, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And so... You know, I was, many of you know this, I became a Christian when I was 14. Gave my heart to God at a, at a Christian um, camp in, in Waikanae in the North Island there. And uh, I gave my heart to God. Something happened in my life. I started going on an adventure with Him. But as a, as the only Christian in my family, I'd get up on a Sunday and I would go to church by myself. But the, and, and I knew God was doing something in me, but slowly I just ended up falling away from him. But I knew still God was there, but because you end up, hanging, you end up becoming who you hang out with, which is true, right? You end up becoming who you hang out with. Uh, I ended up getting into a place where I'm famous now across our movement for stealing Pastor Jordan's car before I even met him or knew him. So you didn't know that. I should have not said that. I was 16 years old, and there was even though God is doing something in me, I still was. I'm still a work in progress. Here's the great thing about it: we're all still work in progresses, but God's transforming us. The old has gone, and the new has come. But are we're going to let God transform us. Are we going to let Him do a? I think the the i don 't know how many hard operations I've had in, in the spirit. I think man, so many times i've had to die to myself and, and let God do something something in me you know when, whenever you get into a place where you've been hurt or disappointed or you're carrying pain you've got to let God transform you and then even if we go into that next scripture in Romans chapter twelve, which is one we probably all know well. it says this. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I love that because everyone wants to know, what's the will of God for my life? Well, if you let him, if you surrender stuff in your life down, let him transform you, then you'll learn to know. That's what it's saying there. And I want to encourage you, like, let, are we going on this adventure of life? But also, are we going to go on this adventure of transformation? Oh, well, you know, um, I, I, I love God and he loves me and, and he he's just accepts me for who I am. true. But He's also saying, come on, the old is gone and the new is coming, and he, I have more for you. But is it, are we going to lay down our lives and let Him transform our life and, into the, into the per- person that He's called us to be? See, everyone knows that Scripture 29 and in Jeremiah. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, they are plans for good and are plans to prosper, and they are good things, Right? They are good, but that comes from when we step into and we let God transform us. You know, one of the areas uh, uh, that God transformed me in was my financial giving. Massive transformation. I used to love spending money on myself. Anyone else? We all do, (laughs) right? But it came to a point where I I understood what tithing was. I was like, okay, God, this is, um, all right. I was nervous about it. I didn't agree. I was like, why do they want my money? It's my money. But God transformed me. He did something in my heart. He said, hey, actually, no, everything that you have, I've given it to you. And so I let God transform my thinking there. And so from there, I've just said, okay, God, what can I give to you? How can I give my life? Not just like a tithe, but what can I do with my whole life? And and you just let God transform you. I'm nowhere near. He's, he hasn't finished. He's got a lot to do with me. Still got heaps to do, right? But but we walk, go on this journey of letting God transform us. But the only way we can do that is whether we humble ourselves to Him. Amen? So we've got the adventure of life, but also going on the adventure of transformation in our own life as well. Cool? Awesome. Well, this next clip is... Uh, is really about, well, in every movie, there's got to be a bad EA, most of the time. All right, let's find out what's going on. Don't just stand there. In you go. Oh, go, 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 go. <laughs> Dr.
0: Bravestone. Famed archaeologist and international explorer. Known across the seven continents for your courageous exploits. Sir seatbelt? I can't tell you what an honor it is to finally meet you. And I'm not embarrassed to say you're even more dashing in person.
3: Um, uh, thanks.
0: Who are you? Nigel Billingsley at your service. Ruby Roundhouse, killer of men, welcome to Jumanji. I've been so anxious for your arrival. As you know, Jumanji is in grave danger. We're counting on the four of you to lift the curse. Curse? What curse? Excuse me, have you seen my phone anywhere? Professor Sheldon Oberon. Welcome to Jumanji. Nigel Billingsley at your service. I've been so anxious for your arrival.
3: What's with this guy? I think he's an NPC. A what? English, please. A a non-player character. He's part of the game. So anything we ask him, he only has his program series of responses.
0: Got it. It's all clear now. Franklin Mouse Finbar, welcome to Jumanji. It's Moose, it's not Mouse. No good sir, I'm quite sure it's Mouse. Mouse. A nickname given for your diminutive stature and adorable manner. I knew you'd be here. Dr. Bravestone doesn't go anywhere without his trusty sidekick. Sidekick? Ever since Dr. Bravestone rescued you from the clutches of a warlord in the jungles of Peru, you've never left his side. Right. Can we go back to the cursed thing? It's all documented in the letter I sent you, Dr. Bravestone. Perhaps you should read it aloud. I
3: don't have a letter. Whoa. Right, uh... Dr. Bravestone, I am writing to you regarding the desperate situation in Jumanji. We We need need your your help at once.
1: Guys,
3: what's happening? What the hell is going on? I think it's a cutscene. A lot of games have them. It's like a little movie to tell you the backstory.
0: My name is Nigel Billingsley, Jumanji Field Guide. I was hired by your former partner, now nemesis, Professor Russell Van Pelt, to lead a fateful expedition. You see, Professor Van Pelt had come in search of the fabled Jaguar Shrine resting place of the sacred jewel of Jumanji as you know better than anyone the jewel was his great obsession and after years of research he believed that he had discovered its whereabouts
3: could it be have I finally found it?
0: Van Pelt told me that he wanted to find the jewel in order to document it in his writings it's real what I did not know was that he intended to take the jewel for himself found it! They found it! Legend tells that the Jaguar watches over Jumanji and anyone who dares to blind him will be
1: consumed by a dark power. Oh good. So yeah, in every story there's a baddie. And so someone's, a, you know, he's Van Powell, has come along and he, he was on a mission, but the real mission was to, to get the power himself, to get the, the stone that was Jumanji. And now he controls all of Jumanji. But what, what, what this clip is really about now is the, the Reese Darby there, the guy, the field director, he's saying to the four characters, he goes, now your job, your, your um, mission as it is, is to save Jumanji by returning the stone back to its rightful place. And I think the point that I want to make from this clip is, are we going to live a life on um, adventure? And are we going to live a life of transformation? But are we going to live a life of purpose and mission? Are we going to live a life that is, you you know, it's not about just chasing after the jewel, but what is the life of purpose and mission that God has got for you and for me? And I think it's so important that we understand that the, the purpose and the mission that God has called us into. And I think this is what, 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 uh, what it's about. As, as Christians, we've been called into a mission, right? Uh, someone was called into a mission and they reached out to you. They told you about the love and the grace of Jesus and that you could, you could also have a relationship with Him. Our mission now is to do the same thing we've been commissioned, right? I mean I'm not sharing anything um, spectacularly new to us as a as a as a church, but um, what the heck? Stop recording. There we go. It's when you push wrong buttons. There we go. Gotcha. Let's go to that scripture in Second Corinthians chapter five on the uh, verse eighteen and it says this. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to Himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to Him. God has given us a mission. God has given us a purpose. God has given us a task of reconciling people to Him. How do we do that? You know, I love um, the, that quote from uh, Francis. I can never say the last name Abbasis or whoever. You know, I can never that. But it says in all things preach the gospel and if you have to use words you know, you know and I think the mission of Christ is that our job is to is to preach the gospel and if we need to use words and I want to say come on let's just go on this adventure of mission. how do you live on an adventure of mission in your world Just just be you. just be you in your world. I love that revelation, and you've heard it a number of times. But how Peter was walking on the water, and Jesus said, Come to him. He got out of the boat and went, but he started sinking. And it says that, that Jesus reached out his hand and lifted Peter up. Right? That was, that, that's who likes being reached, who likes having Jesus' hand reached out to them, yeah. especially when we're sinking, right? Especially when we're going through stuff yeah. and with circumstances that you don't understand, but you just know that you know the hand of God when He reaches out to you. And then I love the, how then Peter goes on and, and Peter and John are walking past the gate, beautiful, in, in Jerusalem next to the beggar. And the beggar's yelling out, you know, come on, give me some gold or give me some money. Or this. But, and Peter just turns around and he says, hey, silver and gold I don't have. But what I do have in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And what does he do? Peter just reaches out his hand. He does what Jesus did to him. And every single one of us in this room has got a testimony. I thank the Lord that He, 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 he came into my life when I was 14. He, he, he reached down and pulled me out. He pulled me out of the miry clay. I, I look at my world and I look at the, the, the family that I have and I love them to bits, but I don't want to live their life. I'm so glad that God pulled me out of what, what could have been. Uh, you know, and, and I don't know what I would be doing now. I don't know if I'd, if I'd not followed the adventure of God. But every single one of us this morning has got a, a message. Every single one of us has had the hand of God reaching, reached out to us, and you can just do that. I, I remember, and I, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sad topic, but I remember when Desiree and I, we had a miscarriage in, in London. It was sad. It was hurt. It was, it was a roller coaster because it was like, ah, oh, yeah, ah. Yeah. It was like all these emotions, like But it's it's been amazing how many people have had that happen as well. And how we can just go, hey, this is how how Jesus loved us through it. This is how Jesus helped us through it. You know, and, and, and everyone's got a story of how Jesus has helped them through stuff. Everyone has a story, of, uh, and, and that's how you go on the mission of God. You reach out to the people that are in your world and go on the mission of God. So let's have an adventure um, of seeking God. Let's have an adventure of transformation. Let's have an adventure of mission. Amen? Awesome. Well, we're going to go into this last clip. And um, it's, it's at the end of the near the end of the movie, um, but there's some really cool things that happen. Let's let's watch.
0: Well done, intrepid adventurers! You lifted the curse. All of Jumanji, thanks you. <laughs> your work here is done. So sadly, this is where we part. See, plain McDonough? Let me shake your hand. Alex Adieu Professor Oberon Later dude I'll miss you the most my Give little me the pal. hell out of here Farewell, Ruby Roundhouse. Wait.
3: What if we didn't go back? I just... I like being like this. With you.
1: Then let's be like this. Every day. Just come home.
0: Bravestone.
3: Nigel, I'm ready to go home.
0: Farewell, my good man.
3: See you later, Bravestone.
0: time and who you want to be you get one life you decide how you're gonna spend it
1: awesome so they got to the end of the movie they they uh, they uh, saved Jumanji and at the end they're there returning back through and there's really um, I guess inspiring the words of the principal at the end. Has, have, has anyone ever heard inspiring words from principals before when you're in detention? Yes, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've, I've heard inspiring words from principals. It's been amazing. In fact, just last year when we were looking at putting Jake into a school, you know, the principal was amazing and just saying different things. And, uh, you know, here's the thing is when, when God puts people in your life to, to encourage you, God puts people in in, in in your life to speak into your life, and, and, and maybe just that's an opportunity that I can share this morning is like, hey, we get one life. Let's use it. Let's use it the way that God would want us to use it. And you know, this 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 week or this this past uh, yeah past ten days, um, the parable of the good Samaritan has has uh, really been amplified. Around our nation, and it's a, and it's a great parable. And, um, you know, here's the thing is, though, the, the adventure is yours. If we're going to go on an adventure of transformation. We can go on an adventure for life, an adventure of transformation. Then we can go on an adventure of mission, but truly the adventure is now yours. You can still choose to go on the adventure and to knock and the door will be open. Seek and you will find. But this adventure is, is, is really, Jesus describes the, the adventure in, in Luke chapter 50, uh, 10. I'm not gonna read all of it out. But um, it's the it's response to a question about who is your neighbour? And the, the, the man wanted to justify his actions. So he asked Jesus in verse 29, and who is my neighbour? So the Lord said this, shared this parable. Jesus replied with a story, a Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over the and looked at him lying there, but he also passed on... The other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the, to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil, wine, and bandaged them. Then he put the man in his own, on his own donkey and took him uh, to an inn where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper the two silver coins, telling him, "Take care of this man." If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay the next time I come through. Uh, Now, which of these, the question is from Jesus. Now, which of these would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. Then the man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. See, uh, an adventure uh, uh, is up to you. The, the adventure is up to you. And if we put ourselves in the story of the of the Good Samaritan, here's, here's the thing: is we always we always try and choose a character of who we would be. The right, the reality is is we're we're actually all of those characters. And in our life, at one stage or another, you've been beaten up, right? You you've been hurt, you've been disappointed, but somebody came along and helped you out. But then also, though, there's been times where, where someone's been beaten up or, and we, we, for one reason or another, and I'm not trying to pay us out, maybe we haven't had the confidence or the courage to, to be able to help that person. That's okay. There's many times that I've missed opportunities too. But then there's that character that goes, you know what, the Samaritan that comes along and he does help him out and he does give of his finance and he does give of his time. And he does say like, "Hey, if the, and he does send extra care. It was like, hey, if he needs any more help, let me know, and I'll pay for it when I come back." Because the rea- the answer was, which of these was 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 a, um, which of these was the person of the neighbor to this person? And the answer was the one that who showed mercy. I think the greatest adventure that we can go on is the adventure adventure of showing mercy to people, of loving our neighbour. See, I think it's so important that we love our neighbour. We love the people that are in our worlds. If God calls you to be a missionary to different nations and all that, that's your neighbour. That's awesome. Because you've got something God's placed in your heart. But what about our world that we live in right here? Could we reach out to our neighbours? Whatever nationality they might be, whatever religion they might be, let's reach out to our neighbor, reach out to a friend in our workplace. Going on mission now, going so but the adventure is yours and mine. You know, I love the fact that we've got this hashtag called by the gate. It's reaching out to our neighbors, it's reaching out to our high schools. But you could be by the workplace. <laughs> we could be by our neighbor by the people that are in the world. Here's the thing that I really believe God's wanting to use us for. God wants to use us to show mercy and love to our neighbour. And I thank the Lord that as a nation, we really, I do believe, you know, we've shown mercy and love to a community of people that have been hurting. And I think we've also been hurting across our nation because we are actually a a nation that loves people. We might be loving our worlds, But we are a nation that loves people. But I want to say to us as a church this morning, the the adventure is yours. The adventure is yours. Are you going to go on that adventure? Are you going to use your life to glorify God? Are you going to use your life to to reach the people that are in your world? You know, just quick testimony before we finish. You know, last week, um, I don't think he's here. So if you are here, I don't want to embarrass you. But last week in the night service, we had a, a we had one of the tradesmen that do a lot of work for us as a church. We had him here in the service. Because he was, he's, he'd been going through some stuff, going through relational stuff and all that. And I was just like, man, I was like he, he hasn't he hasn't gone anywhere else to look for advice. He hasn't he's gone to the two guys. They love him. He's gone to guys that know we're not going to judge him. He's gone to people who's like, hey, you know. And he was standing in the foyer in tears. Hey, I don't even know if he's asked Jesus to be his Lord and Savior. I don't care. It's just going to, hey, are we there to love people? Are we there to help lead them? He says, here's the thing: is the reason that you can love is because you know a greater love. let's just scrap everything else I've said today. The only reason we can love is because we know a greater love. And that's what God is calling us to do is like, let's be the love of God flowing in us and through us. And so let's live our life uh, of transformation, live a life on mission. And the, the, the challenge is up to us. Will we live our lives for the glory of God? Amen. Amen. Why don't we stand? We're going to wrap it up. Who wants to go home and watch Jumanji and lunch break? <laughs> it's like the, um, we watched a trailer of a movie that was the best parts. Yeah. You don't, know, yeah, anyway. Um, just the challenge this morning. This is, this is life on mission, life on adventure. But the challenge is yours. The choice is yours.
0: We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.